acceptance um, needs uh, some uh, or little bit of self-confidence to push, uh, to help uh, to, go, to go through the acceptance process. And the belly dance give this uh, self-confidence uh, uh, a burst. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Belladance Live podcast. I'm your host, Jana Komarnitska, and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Belladance art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Have you ever considered adding a fitness element to your belly dance classes? That's one of the typical reasons why students come to a dance class at first place, to improve their physicality. Imagine how much your teaching business can benefit if you know how to combine these two elements together, dance and fitness and how to emphasize it in your marketing strategy. And that's exactly what Orit teaches at her Sharky the Belly Dance Workout Instructors Academy. You live with razor-sharp teaching skills and best practices for your teaching business project. The next Sharky Instructor Academy starts on April 3rd, so apply ASAP to secure your spot. More info at sharky.com teach. S-H-A-R-Q-U-I dot com slash teach. Sharky dot com slash teach. Direct link in the show notes. So often we talk about how amazing belly dance is in terms of accepting different ages, uh, genders, cultures. But today I am very happy to highlight uh, uh, this topic from different perspective, not only like being able to do belly dance at any age of your life, but also since we are going through different stages of life, we can use belly dance to help us to deal with a lot of different things. And today specifically, we will be highlighting midlife crisis. And I'm really happy to introduce our today's guest, Hayam Sukar who is a midlife transformational coach born and based in Egypt. She is certified neuro-linguistic practitioner accredited from American Board and certified practitioner of access and personal genius from ISNAs. She helps women to find clarity in life, grow through the midlife crisis, revealate who they are and who they want to be, and discover truth about themselves with the goal of becoming happier and building more positive life. But the main thing and interest for me and for our probably today's listeners will be how dancer is incorporated on all this system of coaching and how can it contribute and benefit uh, women who may not even be professional dancers or may never danced before, but how they, it can help to process all those nuances and all those uh, things that come out of going through a midlife crisis. And the topic that we are discussing today uh, would apply to general audience, but it's also super interesting to hear from the perspective of a 
dancer because I know most of our listeners here they are actively uh, dancing to different capacities for some of you it's your career for some of you it's just a hobby for some of you it's just the beginning of your balladin journey maybe you're just listening to see to this podcast to see if it's something uh, interesting for you to go and try a first balladins class but mostly you had some experience with dancing and specifically with belly dancing so that brings another interesting revelation and opening your eyes to like what is uh, belly dance and how it contributes and how many things we process through belly dance without even realizing that we uh, do and use belly dance in this uh, in this uh, role. And in our today's conversation specifically, we will be talking about uh, belly dance and its role in Egypt and this love-hate relationship with belly dance in this culture. But we also specifically will talk about midlife crisis, what it is, what are the signs, how to deal with it, how exactly ben- uh, belly dance can benefit uh, women who experience uh, this midlife crisis. And uh, Hayam will also talk uh, in depth about her coaching process that is a really interesting combination of coaching and dance classes and it's a group and individual approach really the whole system that she created and built in in order to help uh, women so i hope this conversation will inspire you don't forget afterwards to screenshot and share with your friends i'm pretty sure many or you know many people who will need to hear something like this today so let us know afterwards what you thought and on this note let's dive in this episode was brought to you by the yana dance club a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training meet new dance friends and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials this is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle learn more at yanadanceclub.com link in the show notes or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for seven days for free. Hello, dear Hayam. I am very excited to have you on the podcast. It's uh, gonna be, I feel it's gonna be very interesting and unusual conversation uh, for our platform, although very much related to dance. So first of all, welcome to the podcast and thank you for taking time to be today with us. Hello, Yana. Thank you. Thank you for your invitation. And it is an honor to me to speak you from here, Egypt, the country of the belly dance. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I would like to start slightly unusual uh, from what I do typically on belly dance. I would like you to uh, tell us a little bit about you and your activities because uh, I can do like your introduction and of course I did introduction but I kind of feel you can give a little bit more perspective from inside the world of what you do and uh, maybe how you arrived to what you're doing right now. (laughs) Wow it's a long story do I have time? (laughs) Yes we do. Okay, um, I am I am uh, from Egypt. I am 43 uh, years old lady. I have uh, three teenagers. <laughs> um, uh, I'm a pharmacist. Um, I have been working in pharmacies for about 20 years. Uh, then I um, I stay in home for um, raising my kids. Uh, when I got back, uh, I feel something is missing in me. Um, I feel I didn't fit 
uh, in that life. Um, I feel like um, uh, there is uh, like light that went off inside me. Uh, then I searched a lot about what's wrong with me. Um, and um, occasionally I found a course about passion. And this was the first time I heard that word passion. What is passion? I don't know this word. I led a very practical, logical life, very hardworking life. What is that word? Um, when I enrolled in that course, um, I found out that my first uh, passion, um, in fact, it's only one passion. It's motivation. Um, and I want to do it through dancing since I like dance. Uh, when I was like child, you know, in Egypt, uh, they say all the women in Egypt dance by fitra. Um, God uh, created them uh, dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I like dancing and the TV shows always take my head a lot. Yes, I like this so much. Um, the state, colors, costumes, uh, the happy face, the smile, um, uh, how the body works and how the body being so much flexible, uh, how uh, the, the sense, how the, the dancers sense the, the words and the music. It was such an amazing word for me. Uh, so the first uh, and the only passion was motivation. And I uh, found out that I, I like to do motivation through dancing and through uh, coaching since I, I began my, my, my journey in learning coaching. Um, but in Egypt, being uh, a dancer or to dance with a hijab, this is, yeah, it's like... Uh, people won't understand this. So I hide this passion and I told myself, I am, it's enough to dance in, uh, in the home uh, and just lead your passion uh, by motivation uh, through coaching and writing and so on and speaking. Yes, I like speaking, motivational speaking. I like it so much and lead your life like this. I did this for about four or five years uh, and I specialized in the middle age crisis leaders. Uh, I helped them in, in the coaching session to lead the happy, uh, the truly happy life they want to lead. Uh, and I helped them to move on through the that earthquake, uh, the middle age crisis. It's like an earthquake. Uh, so I helped them to move through this smoothly and without a lot of damages. Uh, after four or five years, when I um, reached my 40s, uh, I found uh, an ad about um, a program it's called Jalla Bina. It's a Swedish program. It's Yalla Bina. In fact, its pronunciation is Yalla Bina. Yalla Bina in Egypt means uh, let's go. Uh, it's a Swedish program, and they are, uh, it is led by two ladies, a mother and her uh, child. A mother is about uh, 50s. Uh, um, and uh, Lena, it's, it's called Lena Held. Uh, and uh, her child is Amina, uh, half Egyptian, half Swedish girl, about uh, uh, 30s. Um, and it was like, what are they, these people doing? And when I enrolled in that course, uh, I, 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 I bought that course for me um, as a present for my 40th uh, birthday. And I didn't intend to, to teach dancing just for me and when i enrolled in that course i found yes this is exactly what i want it's a combination between the billy dance and the folklore dance of all the uh, arabic um, 
countries uh, with a little bit of fitness just to bring a lot of energy in the class and it was amazing for me uh, and it reminds me about um, i don't know if you you know in egypt in the 80s we have tv shows in ramadan it's called fawazir it's like shows a lot of dancers they do um, um like a, a show picture of um uh, a certain topic it's it's very good we, we love we love a lot in egypt and when i enrolled in that program i found myself uh, return to to the 80s uh, as if I went to that program again. So um, when I finished, uh, I found out that they want me to uh, record. Uh, it's like demo uh, to have the certificate, and I was shocked. Oh no, 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 no! I can't do this. No, no, not me, not me. <laughs> and they insisted. If you want the certificate, you need to do the demo. Uh, so I again jumped again. <laughs> And uh, I did the test and they said, well, why don't you want to teach that class? You are good enough to teach it. And I I was, I was very amazed. Yes, can I? Can I do this? Can I do this? Yes, you can. Ladies, hey, I am 40 years old. I'm an old lady. No, no, you can do this. Uh, and from here I begin. When I begin, uh, I begin in my community with the ladies that I have coached them for four or five years. Come on, ladies, let's try that one. And they like it so much and they say, yes, I am. Go on, go on. I'm still dancing till now from January 2020 till now I'm still dancing. Then I begin to um, add uh, some of the Billy, uh, Billy dance techniques uh, to the course, um, and when I begin for the first year, uh, put the two programs side by side in the same session, I found out my ladies, um, their eyes begin to shine, and their souls begin to shine. And what is this happening? Uh, then I found out that after the class, they want to speak, they want to open up, as if the dance helps them to open up. Uh, so I add another section for this for dance session, uh, which is called the support group, and we uh, we are leading any any topic that help the ladies um, in our support group. And I begin a lot of topics like self love, self acceptance, body love, a lot of topics that I lead in uh, the coaching sessions. And every time I do this, I found my ladies after the dance they want to open up more, and they want to share more. And this, their contribution and their share affects their life. And they return the next time saying, Ham, when I shared this, this one and this one, this one, uh, I, became, I became happier. I became more energetic. Uh, I love myself more. Um, and it was like magic. Then I began to relate um, between the dance, the effect of the dance, and um, uh, its effect, its psychological effect on their spirits and their souls. Um, then I began to dig more and read more. Uh, I read about dance therapy. Um, maybe I took one or two workshops here in Egypt, but really I didn't uh, find myself here. No, there is something in the belly dance. Uh, still I'm searching. But all, all, all I can say to you now, belly dance is a huge experience to um, for um, a new, new, new self-awareness, to know the new you. In fact, it's uh, to, to know uh, the authentic you, who you are. 
what are your abilities? Um, trace your self-confidence a lot in just a few minutes. It's like magic. Um, yes, belly dance has a lot of effects. When I read more in, in the energy works and so on, um, you know, the negative energy uh, is um, like, it's like um, precipitate in our joints. And, and it precipitates in the, the, the muscles that we don't uh, move or we don't use. So since there is isolation uh, in the belly dance, which is uh, the basic uh, for any belly dancer, uh, this isolation helps all the joints to move, all the muscles to move. And not only like this, the ladies focus a lot which muscle, what is the powerhouse, how can make this muscle work and when they move their muscles it's like um, they are crushing their negative energy to go out it's like letting go without doing a lot of work uh, then after the class they gain a lot of energy instead of this negative energy they gain a lot of energy because of the motivation work I do uh, and then they are connected to their souls they are ready to open up and leading a new life Oh, this is my story. Wow. <laughs> I'm still searching. I'm still learning. Yes, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Wow, so many interesting points. And I already have so many questions on my mind. Um, <laughs> let's start from the, let's say, beginning or the belly dance itself, because you brought up very interesting points. Uh, in the beginning, you were mentioning that in Egypt, it's believed that all women are born as a dancers. <laughs> the God yes. created them as dancing, already <laughs> dancing. But at the same time, you also even mentioned there is certain stigma about oh, belly dance, and especially if going to this class or start teaching belly dance, or we we kind of know like also about this kind of tension and conflict. Like, how can it be the country and nation so much in in love with belly dance, and at the same time so much like resistance and stereotypes about belly dance? And I'm really curious to ask your opinion. Why do you think? In your opinion, there is such conflict and uh, such approach from two sides, by the same person, maybe by the same family, by the same community, in love with ballet dance and trying to kind of get distant from ballet dance? Yes, yes. Very good question, dear. Um, as, as I said, when we are born, we know how to dance. Everybody know how to dance. It's about what happens next. Um, here in Egypt, it's like aib. No, it's not good. No, it's not good to be feminine. Um, your body, maybe it's like shame. So um, the first relation uh, that our mind is programmed about our bodies or the the image that our mind programmed about our bodies, it's all the body is a shame. Uh, and I need to stop all of this. And no, God make us by fitra. We all dance. You know, um, trees are moving and dancing. Um, the, the birds are moving and dancing. It's the, what God creates. But it's our minds, the programming here in, no, no, it's being not good to be feminine, uh, not good to, to embrace your uh, feminine side in you. Uh, 
And when we go further, uh, maybe in the teenager, uh, when we, it's like of, um, the puberty and uh, our bodies have certain shapes, no, it's not good. You need to cover all of this. It's not good. Um, yes, a, a lot of, uh, not good to be feminine, not good to, uh, to um, celebrate being feminine. So um, the, the relationship with our bodies, it's all, it become, it, it distracted. It's like, no, I, I hate myself. I hate my body. I hate that, um, that vessel that carry me. No, I don't like it. So um, they said to me in the, in the first classes, um, means I can't move. I'm like, uh, it's like a stick. I'm stick. I'm one stick. I can't move. No, you can. No, 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 I can't. And when she, oh, and just, uh, I, say, I said to them, um, tell, it's like an affirmation, uh, permit, told yourself, tell yourself that uh, I uh, permit to my, uh, I give permission to myself to move freely. I give permission to myself to move, to, to feel the music and move as if the music is leading the, uh, the dance. When I, say this, um, it's like uh, affirmation or like uh, these permissions, they tried. And when they tried, they found out, yes, they can. But when I asked them in the support group, what stopped you to dance? What happens that you change from that feminine lady to that one stick lady that can't move? She said, uh, my dad said, it's very bad. Um, and um, my cousin said, your body is very fat. And my mom said, you are not good enough like your cousins and your nephews. A lot of comparisons, a lot of judgments. Uh, so I feel I, uh, my body is not okay. So I stopped. My mind ordered my body to stop moving, to stop dancing. Yet, in, in Egypt in the 70s, 80s, uh, before the new the new lifestyle of being working uh, 12 hours or 14 hours before this, uh, there was time when the ladies um, gather together and they make like a um, dance party maybe every day. Um, no, no one teach her how to dance. They just turn on the music and they begin. <laughs> But now, in the very harsh life, uh, working a lot, you know, in the economic side, we need to work a lot to, to pay a, a lot of installments and a lot of bills and, and so on. People forgot, forgot this. Um, and, they, and they think if they went to dance, it's like um, self-sabotage. How can I do this and I have a lot of work to do? No, no, no. It's like... Um, um, luxurious thing to do this uh, a lot of self-sabotage so she returned to work and she don't want to uh, dance but in the old Egypt maybe in the 70s we have been gathering and enjoying the music and still uh, till now in, the, in our weddings uh, I don't know if you attend an Egyptian wedding <laughs> all the ladies dance all the ladies dance when the dancer come to to dance and you, you can see the dancer yes <laughs> a, lot, a lot of ladies oh. dancing yes yeah that's so true <laughs> yes um 
it's such a sad thing to hear um, this kind of thing in this kind of situation, especially when culture has such a treasure as belly dance itself, yes. which is a therapeutic dance on its own, even without trying, like what you were describing. So, uh, so true. And as dancers, we also like feel so often that we do store our emotions in our body, in our muscles, yes. in our joints and movement. In general, any kind of movement helps to release and especially if it's guided and done from that perspective. But belly dance is such a jewel in this like toolbox of what you can do with your body to help release or identify at least those stored emotions or places or some spots like, oh, something is there. And uh, when it's on one side celebrated, but at the same time at some point gets started being suppressed it's just so unbelievable like why is it happening i mean we know like why but it, it is just very sad to yes. think about that and i bet and i assume such conflicts uh, in the upbringing and in the mindset of uh, women in egypt specifically because we were talking just about that it doesn't yes. really help to to self-figure out, and I bet it probably also contributes even to the middle age crisis that you're specializing on helping women to go through. Because, like, imagine just like from childhood, you're dancing, you're often like put on table to dance, so you see at the weddings, everyone is dancing, and then once you are going through like sort of more or less teenage years, then it's a very crucial time to try to figure out who you are, what it is, the world. Like, it's it's a different level of and very crucial level of really exploring and self-identifying but now you're suddenly told oh but what you have been doing and what you have been praised for since childhood that's not okay that's not good so yeah. i want to shift a little bit uh, talking about the sort of idea of middle age crisis crisis and yes. uh, uh, maybe specifically you can already tailor like with the um audience that you are working to because i assume probably in different countries will be slightly different mentalities and we will have a lot of similarities but maybe there will be some little like differences too because of a bringing and culture around so i want to ask you like um again from your perspective and your experience middle age crisis what are the typical what is the typical age it may happen yes what it is how would you describe it and why is it happening Oh, yeah, it's a very good question, yes. You know, um, uh, the average uh, of our ages is about 70s and 80s. So half uh, the 70s and 80s is 30 and 40. So the crisis begins in our 30s, maybe in our 40s. 40s uh, it's about, um, there's no standards here, uh, no scheme here. Uh, it's about our uh, culture, uh, our self-awareness, uh, degree, uh, how much we are connected to ourselves and our souls. And another thing, it's how much in these uh, 30 years um, we have been denying ourselves. Um, I'm not here. I just want to fit in. Uh, if these 30 or 40 years you are you are trying to fit in all time, uh, uh, the crisis will be massive 
because your self and your spirit will make like a revolution on you. Where, where are you? Why can't you see me? You need to see me. You need to see my needs. You need to hear me. You need to hear my pains. Uh, so it's about your relation with yourself and how much you denied yourself in the in these 30 or 40 years. Uh, not all people um, get into this crisis. Uh, as I told you, it's about your self-awareness degree. Uh, and a lot of people may feel it, but they deny it. They fear it because uh, they... Um, they want to be in their um, uh, comfortable zone. Um, they don't. Do, they don't do the work of earthquake saying, No, 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 no. It's okay. My life is good. I'm okay. And this is the the worst answer I can get from anybody. I'm okay. My my life is okay. No, you are not okay. And the first step for the treatment, just to admit, I'm not okay. And a lot of people want to deny this. No, 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 I'm not okay. My life is okay. Everything is okay. Just move on, move on, move on. But the crisis will not leave you. Always your spirit and your soul. It's like um, uh, shouting, come on, see me. It's like the child when you, um, when you ignore, ignore the babies. They become, become yelling and shouting, hey, mom, see me, I'm here. Yes. The same is your soul. It, I, I do a lot of uh, shout work uh, just to see it. But a lot of people want to deny it. Uh, so not all the people go through this crisis by the shape that we know. Uh, and uh, why uh, it happens? As I told you, um, if you deny yourself a lot, if you want to fit into the society, to your uh, family and a lot of people, you want just to love you, you, know, you are trying to please anyone, uh, this will be like an earthquake for you. Um, anatomically, um, in the brain, uh, there is uh, a certain part in the brain in the front of the brain. It's called the prefrontal cortex, which is... Um, responsible for uh, our decisions uh, and it is the logic side in our brain uh, this this part in the brain uh, is not completed until maybe um, the next um, the other half of the 20s beginning from 25 and up uh, this this part is um, completed in our brains and suddenly when this part is completed you look around you and say what did I do to myself? <laughs> this is not the life I want. Yes, this is not the life and this is not me and I can't fit anymore. So here begins the, re the revolution. All your meanings and all your values change. Um, all your perspective for your goals and dreams change. Uh, and you want the only goal you want to reach in that stage is to answer these two questions. Who am I and what I want? And maybe a third question, why did I come to that earth? What's my role in the earth? It's, life, uh, it's the life purpose uh, question. Um, and maybe it, it took years 
yes, years uh, to find the answers. Uh, those who can uh, accept what they move through uh, can find answers and enjoy the journey. But who they deny and say, no, it's okay, cannot find the answers, and it was like hell for them. And as I told you, it's like an earthquake. All your life is turned down. Your relationship, uh, your work, uh, your relationship with you, with yourself will turn down. But maybe you need to go to the zero, then to go up again. It's like you, you, you need to hit the ball so much to get down so that it can go up. In fact, middle uh, age crisis is like a journey of growth, journey of development, journey of leading the better life you want to live better, authentic, happy life you want to be. But it takes a lot of work and you need to admit and do your homework and do your work. This is it. I think the most popular uh, or the most known work in popular culture uh, regarding this topic is the book and movie. I think it was called uh, Eat, Pray, Love. Or yes. in some other order uh, yes. and it's kind of talking about middle age crisis and trying to figure out who you are and what you really want and it's the it was picturing the situation of a totally normal uh, settled life uh, looked like happy life but then the woman didn't find satisfaction and she decides to break everything and go on a self-exploration journey so does that mean that if you want to solve our middle age crisis and we want to dig and heal and figure out everything, yes. does it mean that we have to cardinally change our life? No, 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 not like Julia. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she, yeah, she was amazing in that film. Uh, we need to, uh, to dig in that journey. Uh, everyone by... Um, by what she, uh, suits her, uh, by her conditions. Yes, everyone, it's like being um, customized. Yes, customized to, to her life. But the only cure for this crisis is to accept and go through the self-awareness journey. Maybe you don't need to leave your country and uh, <laughs> leave your uh, partner and leave your life. No, no, it's not not like this. But you have to um, reconsider every decision you took uh, before the crisis and see uh, if this decision suits me now or not. And then begin to think, um, is there something in me I need to change? It always begins with you. It all, the, the cure always begins with you, within you. So see about search in yourself. Can I change in that one? Can I change in that one? So what can you change and treat will be uh, will continue with you, but you can't. You need to stop it because this is your um, uh, self rights to set your boundaries and stop what um, what was toxic for you, what was uh, stopping you from your dreams and so on. Uh, you know the self crisis. Uh, the identity crisis, uh, it's a crisis to, um, to put you first. Uh, not being selfish, but just to hear yourself. What do you want? When you put yourself first, and when you hear yourself, 
your life blooms, your life shine. And maybe those who can't, you can't uh, beat them when you um, get into self-acceptance relation with yourself, you can accept uh, all other relations around you. So you can't uh, damage or distract all your life. No, no, no. It's not like this. Maybe all what you need is acceptance. And this was, was it. It's, it's customized to everyone and every condition. How they let their past 30 or 40 years. What was their meanings of life? What was their what were their values of life, uh, and so on. I also would like to ask you the question of how can we recognize in ourselves that we are going specifically through the middle age crisis? Because throughout life we have different periods of life, and sometimes it may be just dissatisfaction, like something that we I don't know didn't manage to reach goal, or we were not happy with what we did, or we're like on the side tangent. Uh, so does it mean if we are kind of unsatisfied and start questioning things and just because we are in our 30s or 40s does that necessarily mean it's a middle age crisis or yes. there are certain certain particularities or certain like particular signals telling that yeah right now it is probably connected to middle age crisis yes yes it's a very good question yes signs of midlife crisis as i said before number one when you suddenly wake up and say, no, I don't fit in this anymore. You feel like uh, this is not um, my place. Um, when you are searching for yourself, let's say when you ask self-awareness questions, you can't find answers. Um, feel like... Um, you don't know yourself, uh, not because you, you failed in something, then I don't know yourself. No, 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 it's not like this. But you are missing yourself. You are missing it. You don't know. Um, all your values and all your meanings change. This is a very um, um, uh, highlight uh, point. Um, you know, uh, Wayne Dyer made a film, it's called The Shift. Uh, he said that when your values change, when your meanings change in your life, this is a, a, a highlighted sign that you are passing through the, this middle age crisis. And he said, celebrate it because this means uh, more light will enter your life. Uh, so uh, the meanings of success and the meaning of happiness, especially these two meanings. You you say to yourself, okay, I did one, two, three, four. I have a bank account. I have a car. I have an apartment. But I'm not happy. This is a brilliant sign that there is, you are passing through a middle age crisis. You are searching for your true self, your true happiness, your true success. So these are the major uh, signs uh, that when we begin to ask and when we begin, what is my true meaning of happiness and what is, uh, I, I did a lot, but I'm not happy. I, I did a lot, but I don't feel satisfaction about my success. Um, 
this is a very um, um, good sign that you are passing through the middle age crisis. Yes. It's like, uh, you know, uh, dear, it's like um, uh, um, in the books, they, they, uh, they describe it's like um, being a teenager. You know, the teenager, it's, um, he don't know himself. I'm a child or I am an adult. Am I a child that say yes to my dad and my mom and they are setting the borders for me and I'm just walking in the borders they set to me? Or I am an adult, I am a free adult that can take decision by himself. Mm. Yes, That's it's a like good analogy, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. In the in the middle age crisis, you you um you 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 يعني, it's like yes, you said to yourself, no, I'm not a child. I'm not um uh, saying yes to the society taboos. I'm not saying yes to what the society uh, said. You must do this and you must do this. You must do this when uh, you you know in Egypt when you come 25, you must marry. Uh, when you when you marry, you must have a kid. When you have one kid, is it a girl? Then you ha- you need to get a boy. Is it a boy? <laughs> you need to get a girl, and so on. A lot of taboos, taboos, taboos. The society put these taboos. Then you say no, no, no. I don't want to work in that borders. I want to be the free adult who takes his own decision. Yeah, and yet we are still part of society and we're still social creatures so every growth personal growth especially it brings change to our life to different degrees but it brings change into like what we see in our life but also it brings change inside us in our perception of ourselves and the world and that sometimes is very scary for our closest surrounding yes and I would like to ask, how do you help to navigate this resistance from possible family members or closest surrounding to people who you coach? Maybe you had your own journey and especially yes. thinking that in your specific coaching, in your method of coaching, many women get engaged with dancing, which we talked before, had certain like resistance and push like, oh, it's not really okay as adult to engage in those kind of activities. So how, I don't know, like, what do you have really to say about this? I bet you probably had a lot of experience with your clients or with yourself on this topic, but I just know that, yes, we want to find ourselves and not to recognize where society kind of puts uh, um, boundaries on us that we do not agree, but at the same time, we are part of society in big and small way and we have people that are really close to us that we don't want to push away like as we mentioned like trying to work through the middle age crisis doesn't mean you need to break your life and start from scratch uh, from the very beginning so how to navigate those kind of relationships and maybe you have something to say specifically from perspective of incorporating dance in this journey Yes, it's a very good question. Yes, it's all about the journey of learning acceptance. Acceptance and unconditional love. These are the two keys uh, that deal with any type of resistance in life. Acceptance and self-love. Sorry, and unconditional love. So, um, the lady, when she 
came uh, and began to express herself in the session, she said, I can't accept anybody. They don't like me and I don't like them. I don't accept them. So it all begins within herself. If she can't accept anybody, it means to me as a coach, she can't accept herself. And when I dig deep, I, I found out that this result, she can't accept herself. Uh, and when I asked to forgive anybody, I found out that she can't forgive herself for what she did in the past, for the decisions she took in the past, uh, for uh, all the mistakes uh, she has been through her life. Uh, and when uh, she forgive and accept, suddenly the magic happened. And those people who she can't bear become her lovely uh, guides. So it's all about acceptance, letting go and forgiveness, but within yourself first. You know, there's a sentence, uh, a phrase, it's called, um, what you resist, persist. So, uh, and the attention, uh, uh, the energy goes where the attention uh, goes. The energy flows where the attention goes. Yani whatever you uh, focus on uh, and you always think of it, Maybe it's like resistance. This is what I'm focusing on. The energy goes and it grows more and more. So if I accept it and let it go, the magic happens and there will be no resistance. As a result of the acceptance, come the unconditional love. As a result of this acceptance. But it, it took a lot of journey to do this. It's not like these words I'm saying now, <laughs> it take me almost uh, 30, 30 seconds to say it. No, maybe uh, taking uh, 30 months <clears throat> to reach it. Um, it's a lot of um, a journey that needs a lot of uh, pain and a lot of work to reach the acceptance and the unconditional love for herself. So all I, all I um, ask the ladies uh, to do is just not to think of the other resistance now. It's not our issue now. It's about you. Finish your work on yourself, then see what happens in the surrounding circle when you finish your work on yourself. And when they do this, they found that the other change the, when she accepts herself, the other accepts her. The other begins to ask, what are you passing through? Yes, I'm hearing you. Yes, I accept you. Uh, yes, I'm um, supporting you. Uh, uh, yes, I am unconditionally love you. And this is all what you want. But it always begins from her. Um, dance helps the ladies to accept themselves. Dance helps the ladies to forgive themselves. Yes, acceptance um, needs uh, some uh, or little bit of self-confidence to push, uh, to help uh, to, go, to go through the acceptance process. And the Billy Dance give this uh, self-confidence um, uh, a burst, give her self-confidence like a burst. Yes, I can do this movement. How beautiful I'm, I'm in that costume. Uh, look at me now, I'm uh, uh, in the mirror. Yes, I am very uh, beautiful and so on. This give her self-confidence and this self-confidence gives like a little push to accept herself. Um, 
I also teach them in the dance, uh, support group in the dance classes about their hormones. And this is very deep topic. And the hormones, the feminine hormones affect a lot of our acceptance and our self-confidence. When I um, explain them, you know, I'm a pharmacist, so I have this background. I can I can easily explain this. Uh, when I I, I I, I explain to them how much the, the hormones, the feminine hormones, affect our moods and affect our self-acceptance and self-confidence. She said, yeah, at last, I found out why I'm doing so and so and so and so. And when she accepts, there is no resistance. And when she became um, not arguing with the other, no, I'm right, no, I'm uh, no, 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 no. Just she is um, in peace with herself. The other um, respect this and accept her. How exactly does your coaching look like? Because it, uh, from what you're telling, it kind of seems like a combination of coaching, like one-on-one in person, but also there is a dance class. So if someone comes to you with a problem, how? structurally and organizationally like you do do the do the process and help them to to do the work with all these elements (laughs) that you were mentioning yes yes um you know i have two uh products uh the coaching product or the coaching work it's like any other coaching one-to-one sessions um uh, she i uh, one session to her uh, to hear from her what uh, exactly she want to reach and when I um, hear what, uh, the pains and what you want to reach, I begin to put the structure or the system or the program that uh, help that will help her to reach her goals. Uh, but always, when I do this, I found my ladies uh, need to dance. And then I proposed for her, I'm doing the dance classes. Why won't you come and try one of them? No, 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 I can't dance. No, 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 I hate dance. No, 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 my uh, my husband will not agree. No, 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 my parents will not agree. I have a lot of no. I heard a lot of no. Then I allow, okay, just allow yourself for 15 minutes to to experience this. And when she enrolled in the class once, she didn't get out. Mm. <laughs> she wants to get more and more and more. She find out what is missing. You know, dear, it's about um, when you let go of any negative thought in your mind, uh, the negative thought in, in our mind is like the head of the needle. It's, size, it's like the head of the needle. It's very small, tiny, small. But when it, um, I think more and more and more, it's like the snowball. Once I think once, it becomes bigger. It's like uh, rolling the snowball. It becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and so on. So only from the size of the head of the needle to the size of the snowball. It's very becomes so huge because of a lot of thinking. When I get into coaching, I want to get all out, out uh, from my head all the negative thoughts that stop me from reaching my goals. So when I let go of these negative uh, thoughts, I need to put to put something in that space. You know, I let go of that of that negative thoughts. And it took a lot, um, a lot of space in my mind. If I left that space without um, uh, putting any other thing uh, instead, this snowball of negative thoughts will return again. 
So I need to put another positive thoughts instead of these negative thoughts. Or I need to put a lot of motivational energy instead of these negative thoughts. And dance, do this without any hard work to do. Just dance. Dance will help to let go and will let to and um, uh, help to recharge this uh, space with uh, motivational energy or positive thoughts, whatever it is. So the ladies, when they come, they when they they did the one to one session, they feel okay. We are, we are speaking and so on. And but when she get into dance, she found out that what. Uh, I um, I magically in few minutes get rid of all these negative thoughts and I gain negative uh, positive uh, positive thoughts and uh, yes she became more creative yes dance help in um in enlarge uh, our uh, creative skill when she become more creative she may um, depend on herself and find the problem to her. Uh, uh, that solve to her problems, and she say, "Hey, I reached the the. I found out that I can do one, two, three, four about that problem." I tell her, "Okay, let's try uh, to do this." And when she tried, yes, it works with me. So dance help her to solve her problems, and then she found out, yes, it's not about only coaching. I need to um, push, push. It's just like pushing myself. Uh, um, to change that what what we agree on the session uh, to change it into actions and dance help this to to change it into actions. So I do one-to-one coaching sessions or courses whatever, but in dance it um, when they try it they found it's uh, easier um, to reach what you want. And specifically about dance classes and dance sessions, like is it like a typical I don't know dance class? Do you base it on? Okay, follow me, repeat the movements, or is it based on improvisation, or is it incorporates any, you know, like uh, speaking coaching while you are dancing? I mean, speaking coaching, not in terms of like which movement to do, but more like looking internally, emotionally, like, um, is it any different? Or do you use a regular, typical, uh, most common dance structure yes. just as it is? And it still gives the side effect of opening up and, and blow, blooming creativity, etc. So how do you uh, lead uh, that part of your coaching activity? Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, in the dance class, it's like any other class, but every movement has a philosophy. And when I explain the philosophy, they say, wow, aha. Um, it's it, it, uh, like um, it's something in herself. Uh, when we um, hear the words of the uh, music, the words of the, um, uh, the song, and we analyze it, and then I ask them, how can we do um, uh, to act this word by the movement that we learned? They say we can do here hip circle. We can do chest movement because he say my love, my heart, and so on. Muhammad uh, Munir uh, have uh, his song Al Bahr Biet Hakli. It's about the sea. He speaks about the sea. Uh, Yesterday I said so he is speaking about the sea. The sea is not uh, is not happy. So which movement can we can we do? 
uh, they think and maybe uh, oh it's a vertical uh, side hip circle yes yes it's like the the waves of the sea uh, and so on when they dig in these uh, meanings and these philosophies uh, they feel they feel very connected with their self their selves and when they um, I'm I'm um, I'm explaining the movement. And when I, uh, it's about Masan, uh, the, the chest movement. And then I said, these part ladies have a trauma. When we become ladies and my, our chest grew up, my mom said, ah, it's very bad, hide them. Uh, yes, they, they, they yell by their heads and they say, yes. So ladies uh, hug them and tell them that we love them. It's part of our bodies. We love them. Don't reject any part of your body. Uh, now, hug, hug, hug your chest by doing the chest circles. <laughs> and so on. <laughs> it's like this. And for the pelvic, uh, in the labor, a lot of ladies go through traumas because of the, the labor pain. Uh, it's about the relation with their uh, pelvic and uterus. And uh, so uh, this hip circle, just to say hi to my uh, uterus. And they, yes, it said, yes, we need this. Um, it's like, uh, yes, uh, I do like a duetto <laughs> between this and this. I explained it like any other uh, dance class. Then I incorporate uh, the philosophical or psychological side of it. Have you ever had experience of working with a professional dancer? Or if you didn't have experience uh, specifically working with someone who is in this profession, how do you feel it would be different? Or maybe not different at all, but I kind of feel like it's a different thing than if there is a, a general audience from that perspective of you, especially having dance and femininity and feminine side suppressed for many years, and then suddenly you open this box of dancing to them and it, it kind of uh, encourages um, this creativity, this self-exploration, this connection to the body. But there is another person who maybe all her life, let's say, dance and she does dance professionally on a daily basis. Dance is not something new and this concept may be not new for her, but it doesn't mean that that person doesn't have potentially a, a midlife crisis. So mm. I don't know if you had actual experience or if you didn't, maybe you can kind of just think and brainstorm. Would it be any different or if yes, how it would be different if it was someone already really fully involved in dance activities yes i have uh, maybe one or two experiences about this and by the way my my mentor uh, billy dance billy dancer here in egypt said to me um this is not like billy dances oh, yes yes i know i know <laughs> um uh, i have this experience before and uh, she said to me I need to know this, uh, but this is not like um, a daily practices on improvisation. No, 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 it's not like this. But I need to hear this to um, support my work, how to support my body, how to feel my work. So she gained the psychological side, not uh, uh, 
the the dancing side and I don't know yes yes she it's like a support to her work uh, um, it's like an addition to her work but it's not like the professional belly dance no it's not like the professional BS I, I I see a lot of them and I I I go and learn from them a lot uh, but I I took this side and I add um, another um, psychological effect on it. Um, Maybe it's not the whole work for her, but it's side of the work. Yeah, no, no, no. What I meant is not uh, like uh, someone coming to learn and to be professional ballet dancer from like working with you or from your dance classes. I meant if that person, let's say professional dancer, comes with a problem of Middle East, uh, Middle Age crisis, yeah. and would dance classes have really the same effect on her in terms of her figuring out emotional side of her problem or because oh, yeah. she is on a daily basis involved in dance it's not going to be the same effect ah okay so if she dance as a profession and her soul and spirit separated from the music and from uh, the daily practices she will need this but if she is really a dancer that connect with herself when she dance I think she she won't need this. Maybe she need one to one coaching session about a few steps to do in her middle age crisis. But she won't do she won't she don't need to do all this work. No, no. If she is a dancer that is really connected to herself when she dances. You know dear, uh, in belly dance there's two types of dancers. One dancer that is connected to herself and to the music and just like euphoria and other dancers like a profession maybe a little bit of time born maybe <laughs> Fa, uh, she's not connected to her body and she's not connected to the music or to her spirit um, yes she will need this program but the, the real uh, professional beauty dancer uh, that's really connected to herself no, she, she, she don't need all of this to do all of this. Maybe she needs the coaching session. Yes. Yeah, but it's so true and so interesting how in reality, in even Belenian's community, so many of us are disconnected, really disconnected from our body. Because just moving around doesn't mean that you're connected. And many dancers, unfortunately, are blind to this disconnection. But then there is some each maybe inside, like, ah, something is not really putting together in one picture everything, all, all elements. So it's interesting how... Uh, how, how true it is that uh, there are indeed two types of dancers and one that fa really found this path to connect and understand and feel and embody and another one who is still on the search, realizing it or not, because we yeah. all, most of us, come to dance, into dance, any kind of dance, probably yes. to a certain extent with this search of like trying to self-express find ourselves and connect to our yes. body. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, yes, 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 yes. So just before we are slowly uh, wrapping up our today's conversation, I want to ask uh, um, your opinion and your advice for someone who maybe recognizes that they are 
somewhere at certain point of some sort of crisis, middle age crisis possibly, or trying to figure out maybe they don't recognize it as middle age crisis, but it's some some um, um, stage of confusion, frustration with life, with themselves, yes. uh, and all that. But possibly they don't really have opportunity for whichever reason right now to go in any kind of therapy. What yes. do you suggest can be the first step towards trying to figure out stuff and heal yourself if you cannot, for whatever reason, get a help of any kind of professional expert to help you with this journey? What can a person in this situation do on their own as the first step towards uh, uh, healing? Yes, it's a very good question and I like it so much and I always teach my ladies <laughs> this one. Um, it's all about clarity. This is the first step. Clarity and admission. Yes. And clarity comes when I write. And Julia Cameron, one of the uh, genius people about writing your morning pages. Um, yes, it's... Uh, you know, uh, in coaching, they say... When they teach us coaching, they say... Everyone has the problem and everyone has the answer to his problem. And only my role as a coach is to help them to find the answer that they have in their minds and they can see it. By uh, sticking to the morning pages, we can admit, accept, then find um, the, the solve for our problems. First of all, clarity. What I am uh, suffering from. Yes, I'm suffering from one, two, three, four. <clears throat> Be a friend to yourself. Be authentic with yourself. Hear yourself. Hear yourself with mercy, not with self-judgment. Um, hear yourself as a true friend, a supportive true friend. But this is the first step. Journal. Write, 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 write. Make your pen write, not your mind write. Just let go of all your thoughts. Unorganized, unarranged, it's okay. Just let, let go of them. Uh, this is the first step. Second step, by um, maybe reading what you write after one month or two, you can find the answer. This is the first step. Second step, feed yourself daily. I don't know, I don't uh, mean by feeding, it's like eating, no. Uh, we humans are bodies attached to a head and inside there is a spirit. So if I feed my body, my head, my spirit daily, I will be okay. I will feed my body with any type of movement. Any type of movement, just move. Because most of our bodies is um, water. 75 of our body is water. So we don't want to be like um, stagnant water. It's not moving water. We like to be fresh water. So move to be like a fresh water. And feed uh, our mind with reading. And Robin Sharma says, only 20 minutes reading is enough for you to be a genius person. Feed our minds 
with any type of reading, not a certain type, any type of reading. And finally, feed our souls. We can feed our souls with a lot of things. Maybe it's like a prayer to God. Maybe it's like meditation. Maybe it's like yoga practice. Maybe <laughs> dance with an old uh, music uh, song. Uh, if every day we do this, I think we don't know any type of survey. Morning pages plus feeding ourselves daily, it's enough for us to lead a very happy and authentic life. Wow, so true. And uh, I love morning pages. At some point, they helped me so much to figure out uh, not middle age crisis, but the crisis that I was going through. And uh, it was so interesting. Like the, the fact that you're bringing it up, it just fascinates me because I, uh, for, for someone who, to clarify, who may not uh, be aware or never heard about, oh, what is Morning Pages? It's not really journaling. It's not about documentation of what happened yesterday no. or what your plans no. for today. It's not that. It's a free flow writing in the morning. Yes. Yes. Let your pen write whatever it wants to write. Yes. Yeah. So you write a couple pages. You can either set 20 minutes or say three pages and you just write and stop whatever comes to your mind. And looking backwards after after certain time in a month or two, it can help you to see uh, recurring patterns or thoughts that come up more and more and more. And that may be a solution or that may be indication of the problem, but it's it really helps to clarify the things. And I would even say and suggest uh, uh, listeners to read uh, the whole book uh, by Julie yeah. Cameron, The Artist Way. Yes. It's not about yes. artist's life, it's more about self-exploration and bringing creativity into your life. And Morning Pages is one of the tools, although it has yes. many more benefits. Uh, so yeah, I'm very happy you brought it up because it's it's one of my favorite books and my favorite uh, things also. Yes, me too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was a self a self um, recovery and awareness journey. Yes, I, I enjoyed it a lot with her. Mm, yes. yes, yeah, it's a really cool one. Um, so before uh, I ask you our final uh, traditional question of the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for sharing your time, sharing your knowledge and experience. It was very interesting uh, conversation and seeing how dance has so many different benefits and can be incorporated into so many uh, activities is just fascinating so thank you so much for sharing it and thank you so much for the work that you are doing and i would like to ask where can our listeners um, connect with you how they can uh, find more about your work uh, maybe work with you uh, in any way, but uh, where is the best uh, channels or places to find out more about your activities and to connect uh, with you for our listeners? Okay, it's about social media thing uh, on Instagram account and Facebook account and on my, on my website. But the Instagram and the, the Facebook would be better uh, than the Instagram. And thank you, thank you uh, for letting me the chance to to say the people, hey, there's something in the belly dance, more than a dance. It's like a whole life begins with the belly dance. So thank you for giving me that chance. Um, thank, thank you for your very good and talented questions. Oh. <laughs> <So> very good. <laughs> thank you, dear.
Well, I have one more last question just to summary. We kind of talked about it a lot and you, I kind of feel almost you just answered it, but we have a traditional way of closing up every episode with every guest, regardless of what we talked. So I'm very excited to ask you too, even if you repeat certain points that we were discussing earlier in our conversation. So the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so you keep doing it you keep incorporating it and bringing it up to help other women and uh, also enjoying yourself uh, uh, again and again for uh, for many years already okay um again in the artist way book <laughs> uh, she the other tool uh, for recovering the the artist uh, in ourselves is uh, having a date with yourself. Uh, and belly dance for me is having a date with myself. Uh, when I dance in my classes, um, I don't think what will they say about me. All what I think, how am I going to enjoy this class? How am I going to enjoy this dance? Uh, you know, uh, as a 43-year-old lady, yes, all I want from life is just to enjoy life, and this is it. <laughs> um, being here and now, uh, that's what belly dance uh, helps me to be. Being here and now with the music, with the movement, and enjoy every moment, because... Um, the, the the minutes that passed, I can't ever, never get it again. So I want to live my life fully. And the belly dance helped help me to uh, live my life fully and be here and now almost. That's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot and share it with your friends. The more people get inspired, the better it is for our dance community. Until next time, keep shimming and see you soon.